The Apartment Rebellion will not be televised. Resident experience will be more than a buzzword. Staff experience will finally matter. It's happening right now. It's in the hands of the doers, the innovators, the boundary pushers, who are moving the industry forward, just like the people on this show. This is the Apartment Rebels podcast, hosted by Flamingo CEO Jude Chi. Welcome, friends of the rebellion, and may the force be with you. Uh, so welcome to today's Resident Experience podcast. Um, so our guest today is Tori Moody. Uh, Tori is Assistant Community Director at Bell's Bluff. Uh, Bell's Bluff is an Elmington managed property uh, based at Nashville, Tennessee. Beautiful property and even better resident experience. Um, so Tori, kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. All right, so I'm Tori Moody. Um, I've been in property management for about a couple years now. This is actually the second property I was at. I've only dealt with lease-ups. The first one was a smaller lease-up, right at 100 units. Then uh, I was promoted to an assistant community director. Uh, Knocked that one out, and uh, that was a larger apartment community. We got 402 units right now. So uh, one of the biggest projects that Elmington is currently working on, and it's been a Pretty great experience overall. Um, yeah. With Lisa, she have some issues that you run into, but we have a great team in place, and we've been able to successfully work our way through those issues and uh, create a great experience for the research. Yeah, so let's kind of take a step back. So, what was your first like professional experience, and then so, now segment to going into uh, the multifamily industry? Yeah, wow, that's a really good question, and. Um, I take that question quite a bit, uh, talking to people about my experience, but I started off uh, in customer service um, and I worked in that industry for quite a while. Uh, and then I got into sales and uh, I was doing really well in that field as well. I've always wanted to be in property management though. Uh, I just found that it was kind of hard to get a foot in the door. But I knew I had the experience because it came down to customer service, sales. And then uh, I also had some administrative experience, too, from another role. So combining those three traits uh, made this the perfect field for me. And I was able to meet the property manager at the property I was living at before I moved here. And you know, I, the door. I started off as a leasing consultant and just used all the skills I had performed. So I think it'd be helpful to kind of give a little bit more background. So what were you doing before you got into property management? And then kind of what inspired you to get into property management? Okay. So of things. And then also feedback. You don't need to tell me like good question. Um, no. So I think of a natural conversation, like how you have a conversation with someone over coffee. You wouldn't be like, that's a good question. Something of this like an individual as like someone is holding like a camera to your face. Okay, yeah. yeah. I can definitely relax. Um, just like be natural with it. Okay. Yeah. So I've actually always been interested in property management. Uh, I just had a hard time getting my foot in the door in the very beginning. Um, it, it seemed to me like you kind of had to know somebody. And that's what ended up happening for me. I was able to meet the property manager in my past community and develop a relationship with her. And she gave me an opportunity to get my foot in the door. So that's how I got my start. But just to talk a little bit about what I was doing before I started property management. Immediately before I started, I was in sales and I was performing pretty good. 
Yeah, I actually worked for Comcast, and I was one of the top salesmen uh, for Comcast customers. So I was able to use that sales experience to help uh, in the leasing aspect. But I also had some previous experience uh, on the administrative side. I worked at school in the past, and I was the administrative coordinator, pretty much working with all the teachers and parents, uh, setting up uh, meetings and monitoring data because we were a special school that worked with emotionally disturbed kids so we kept a lot of data so that's why i got a lot of my administrative skills from and then also i gained some customer service experience from that as well uh, dealing with parents and students and teachers but i also had uh, plenty of customer service experience uh, from other opportunities as well mm-hmm. uh, so i've been able to take all those skills customer service sales and my administrative skills and that made for this being a perfect role for me. Um, and I finally got a foot in the door and uh, uh, have loved it ever since. Okay. Um, so a quick thing, do you have um, headphones? The sound is coming out a little bit muffled. Uh, yeah, I've got some, um, head- I can find some headphones. Okay. Or, do you want me to call the number and maybe put my AirPod in? Yeah, maybe that would be, that would work better too. Okay, what is the, do you have the number? Uh, yeah, let me put one up. Okay, yeah, it's definitely coming out a little bit muffled. Uh, let me get you the number. All right, yeah, what's the number? Uh, so it's 312-626-0327. Okay. And then it's going to ask for an ID. Okay. Oh, let me know when you're ready. Uh, so the ID is 513-737 hashtag. And then the password, when you're ready for it, let me know. I'm ready. Uh, 646-67 hashtag. Let me know once you are in, and they'll put you on mute. We'll put the computer one on mute. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to mute the computer if you have to. Like, what the mic? Uh, I did mute the mic. Um, can you mute? Uh, mute the mic and then mute your laptop sound. So on your laptop, you want to turn off the sound system. Oh, okay, yeah. now I've got the sound off on the computer and my audio muted. Oh, okay, so that's uh, way better. Okay, oh, perfect. Okay, so that's much, much better. Okay. Okay, okay so I guess we can restart. Yeah. So for you, you mentioned that you've always wanted to be in property management. Um, so what, why property management? What's the inspiration for property management? So what inspired you to be in property management? Well, to be honest, um, what inspired me to be in property management was from a past experience I had with one of my uh, property managers. It was um, an experience that I will say was not great. 
Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like they really cared about what they were doing. So I had that interaction with a previous property manager, and that just kind of made me think about how I would do that job and then just kind of look into it a little bit more. So I just started looking into, you know, salaries and responsibilities, and it just stood out as something that I would want to be involved with and be able to grow and prosper. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I knew it was something that directly related to the skill sets that I had already had, which, you know, mm-hmm. again, were the customer service, admin, and uh, yeah. So it just so like man, what what me, was but it was inspiring. Do you mind going into more detail about what the experience was and uh, what you would have done differently? Yeah, so every time I went into the office, it was always, um, you know, not very good customer service. And then every time I reached out, you know, I'd never really got a response. So it just seemed like to me, um, you know, I wanted to uh, be better than that pretty much because I know that, uh, you know, that's somebody's home. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, whenever they're reaching out about that or have questions about it or either are just coming in to have a conversation about something, that may be bothering them. You just expect somebody to be more friendly and welcoming. So um, that was the experience. It wasn't anything crazy that happened. It was just the uh, way I felt when I dealt with that property manager, and I didn't like it. So That's pretty interesting because, yeah, it is, in a way, those, like, small things that completely changes how a potential customer or current customer like feels about your product or your asset. And that's why one of the most important things in property management really is the site team. So for you, it's crazy that that one small experience <laughs> kind of changed yeah. your perspective. Like, oh, this is what I want to do the rest of my life, or at least for a significant portion of my life, because I can definitely do this like much, much better. Um, yeah, and just to go a little bit more into it uh, so you have a better understanding. So customer service, I was mainly doing that from a call center, and I also worked from home for a while for Apple. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, with the sales, that kind of was from a call center environment as well. Uh, the only face-to-face experience I had, which I did enjoy that aspect, was when I was working for the school as the administrative coordinator. So I liked the face-to-face interaction, and I also liked the sales and the customer service part of it. So just narrowing down career paths, you know, this just seemed like the perfect fit for me to be able to do everything I like to do uh, and could do well in one role, pretty much. So then kind of looking at that, so how did you get connected with uh, Elmington? So the way I got connected with Elmington was uh, through the first role I had as a leasing consultant, because I've only ever worked for Elmington. Mm-hmm. Um, the property manager at my past job, uh, when it came to leasing, I had a chance to meet her and we used to chat. We lived, uh, right next to each other. And, uh, I kind of started sharing my experiences with her and telling her how I had had a hard time getting my foot in the door in this industry. And she was telling me that she looked for opportunities and she may even have something part-time at our community that she thought I'd be a good fit for. So she uh, reached back out to me and told me that she did get the approval for the part-time position. So I started off part-time 
and I was floating around working at different properties. So I had uh, a chance to work at some affordable properties as well. So it was just me getting to know her and uh, she gave me an opportunity to get my foot in the door. Oh, awesome. So you've mentioned that a few times. Like, why do you think it was so hard to get into the industry or get your foot in the door? Well, I think this industry is one of the hardest to, uh, you know, get a shot at because it is, um, you know, a special industry. Like, you're dealing with people's homes. And mm-hmm. also, you are, um, you know, responsible for uh, representing owners in most cases in a proper way. So, I mean, they're just kind of picky when it comes to uh, putting people in uh, this industry because you have to, um, you know, make sure that you're all in because it really is a ever-changing uh, role because you never know what to expect whenever you come in. So I understand now why it's been a little hard and, uh, you know, it's a little bit picky when it comes to selecting people for certain roles and, and getting them put in your door because it is a, you know, sometimes stressful uh, situation, but also it's something that's very rewarding because you're helping people. And also you are, um, you know, uh, you know, just getting the job done pretty much. So now kind of tell us a little bit about Edmonton. Uh, what is um, the culture there? What's the history of the company? And what do you like about Edmonton? Yeah, so Edmonton... Uh, gave me an opportunity to get my foot in the door. So that's one thing that I definitely like about Edmonton. Um, I've had a chance to meet some great people. I have an awesome regional manager, uh, and I also work with some pretty amazing people. Um, one thing that I do like about Edmonton, they are uh, all about growth. So, you know, if you want to grow, there's a path for you. So um, I definitely appreciate Edmonton. Mm-hmm. So how is the, what is, what does the focus on growth look like? When you say growth, are you talking more about growing a portfolio or growing you as an employee, as a professional? And what does that actually look yeah. like? So when it comes to your career path, uh, you know, some people only want to be a leasing consultant, but, you know, if you want to grow and have other opportunities, uh, Elmington, you know, is always growing and it's always something available as long as you you know, put in the work, there's an opportunity for you. I was only leasing uh, a few months, uh, and we knocked it out so quick. Um, you know, outperformed all the requests. Uh, put in that work and showing what I was able to do, that's what opened the door for me to be able to get promoted to management in less than a year. So um, I went in with that as a goal and pretty much worked hard toward it, and uh, it, it just came the life. Yeah. So the thing that I'm most excited to talk about during this podcast is really the resident experience at Bell's Bluff or just like Bell's Bluff as a yeah. whole. Um, I can say we work with a lot of properties that use the Flamingo Powered app and um, Bell's Bluff has just been amazing to see what you guys do to drive engagement and how responsive the residents are. Where the connections there is like genuine, like the residents yeah. care about each other. I've seen people post like, oh, can I borrow salt? <laughs> it's yeah. like, that's amazing to me. I just like, love it when I see that. So it kind of gives me the yeah. history of like Bell's Bluff, like where it came from, what is the community about, what 
how you and your team were able to create that really um, what I would consider an amazing sense of community. Like how did that all come about? Give us like the one inch level. So from the bottoms to the top, I would love to know that. I think a lot of people would benefit from really understanding that. Because again, the level of community and engagement is amazing at Bell's Love. And what you guys do is amazing. And anyone just has to go to Instagram to kind of see that. You guys kill it in all parts. Oh, yeah. Well, we appreciate that. We we try. Um, one thing that I do know is that uh, you have so many apartment communities going up every day, especially in Nashville. So our goal is to create a great experience because you can find an apartment home anywhere, as many as they're building. So we try to create great experiences. And when we first started discussing the app, uh, I knew it was something that would benefit the community because, you know, it's forward thinking. Uh, and most people are digital. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, this whole industry, I think, uh, might be headed that direction, especially after uh, going through everything we went through the past couple months. Because mm-hmm. it has actually helped some people. And some weeks it's also helped us, the digital operation. But... Um, one thing that I do want to add is that we engage residents. We constantly uh, promote the app. Uh, we make it seem like you need to download the app. And then, um, you know, because we use it to communicate with residents instantly. Uh, we also use it, you know, to help with other things like service requests and stuff. And we like that because we want everybody using the app. We want it to feel like community. Uh, we want people to get to know each other, make friends. We want people to refer people to us that are friends, uh, you know, pick your own neighbor. So we're able to use the app um, for a lot of that. And, and the way that we've been able to get so much uh, engagement is because we constantly push it on people. Like anytime we send out email communication, we got a little tag at the end of it, you know, download the Bill's Bluff app to stay in the loop. So we're constantly uh, pushing it on people. and uh, they like it. I mean, it looks good. Uh, they, it's fun stuff in there that they can do. Uh, they can, you know, book services. So it's not all just about how we've engaged people, although we've constantly pushed it uh, and came up with creative ways. Like, I believe in the very beginning, we had a contest. Like, you know, all you had to do is download the apps to be entered, you know, to win some kind of prize. Uh, so it's, it's just a lot of little creative things like that we've done, but also, you guys um, have a great app put together because, you know, once they get there, they, they have to decide if they're going to stay because you can yeah. easily delete it or not use it. But the reason why we have so much engagement is because we are constantly pushing it. We are constantly posting in the app. We respond to people in the app. Uh, we have a CARES team in place. We encourage them to use the app to engage mm-hmm. people and uh, just pretty much, uh, you know, taking advantage of everything that's available in the app. Yeah. And, uh, leaving anything on the floor <laughs> so i think what would most be interesting is like less about the app itself and more how you guys approach the resident experience as a whole so for a okay. resident all the things that they are able to get by being a bell's club resident so just a few examples and i love for you to expand on these like you guys have a care team we'd love for you to explain what does that actually mean and how that has impacted the resident experience. To all the other small things that you guys do, for example, uh, when coronavirus just started, you guys did care packages where you 
had uh, care packages and you uh, took them up and delivered them to every resident. So it's those things okay. that I am more interested in more so than the app. The app is a tool. I think what yeah. different about Bell's Club is you guys have resident experience like built into your DNA. So I would love for you yeah. to kind of go from A to Z. What, what are those different components you guys have? And then what is that process? Gotcha. So it's not so, unique that you guys have taken. So I'd love to kind of dive into that. Gotcha. So, yeah, one thing that I do want to say, we're always trying to think outside of the box uh, as well as a community because uh, we want to stand out. So uh, one example that I can give you is uh, when we first heard about COVID-19, we went out to the store and bought items and we put together care packages mm-hmm. uh, and we had the care team uh, and I'll talk more about the care team in a minute, uh, mm-hmm. deliver them to all the residents. Uh, and that was something that uh, the residents absolutely, you know, were so excited about. We got so many great responses, so many social media posts, so many people posting the app. Uh, we pretty much just hung a care package on everybody's store. And then we posted in the app and also sent out an email, you know, pretty much go check your door. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody was really excited about that. So that's one uh, great experience. And then the CARES team uh, is something we put in place. Uh, what they do, they help us plan events and they also help us engage residents. So we got a, a team that we have in place uh, that are paid in order to be able to provide great experiences to our residents. So they plan two or three events a month. Mm-hmm. They are responsible for constantly engaging the residents. Um, they also greet all of our new move-ins within a certain period of time. Uh, just let them know that they're in place and talk about all the different resources that we have available. Yeah. Uh, we, we average more than a hundred people at any event that we have. Uh, wow. And that, yeah. I, I wanted to like re-say that again, like a hundred people per event. That is amazing. Yeah. No other property has that. And that's why I wanted to talk more about like how you guys are able to get that because yeah. it's just amazing. It's the small things. Like you guys are definitely mm-hmm. the first to think of like the care packages. Yeah. So kind of talk about your approach to resident events and how the care team helps with that. Yeah, so um, a lot of times we set goals and uh, budget for the care team and uh, they'll present some uh, different event ideas or either just ideas to us and we'll, you know, talk about them as a team and um, we give them the go ahead and they go ahead and plan whatever we think might work good. And like I was saying, um, you know, one thing that gets us really excited is that we're able to get so many people to uh, engage and come to our events and, you know, look forward to the events. Uh, you know, it shocks me every time. Like I was saying, you know, more than 100 people uh, at events is unheard of. Like, I've never heard anything like that. Uh, most of the time you have people scattering in and out uh, when you have different events set up on yeah. communities. And they don't really stick around, but our people look forward to them. They want to bring friends. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, remember, really I almost missed my flight uh, back to Chicago when we did the kickoff for the Bell's Bluff app. Um, so yeah. we did a kickoff event, and at like 11 p.m., there were still people there. And I was like, guys, go yeah. home. Like, this event is over. Yeah. And then yeah, I left. Yeah, they I was still planning on going out to uh, the... A pool to go hang out by the fireplace to continue the party. I was like, wow. 
Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. So they, yeah, they create their own little small mini groups and they just, uh, you know, they'll post in the app, hey guys, let's meet at the pool or let's meet at the fire pit. Mm-hmm. So they've really been able to build relationships in the community. Yeah, that is really cool. So then for you all, like what else goes into the resident experience? So you have the CARES team, you have events, you have the Bell's Club app. And then you have all the little surprises that you all do. Um, like, how could other properties really replicate what you guys are doing? So, what are some of the lessons well, you learned from all of this? I think the first thing you have to do is kind of, um, you know, get feedback from the residents. Um, you know, just talk to some of them, have a conversation, check on them, and just kind of get feedback about what they might be interested in, what they like to see. Uh, that's something we're always doing, uh, engaging the residents to try to get feedback about what they want to see us doing. Because we look at it like, you know, we work for them. We want to create great experiences for them. So mm-hmm. uh, we are constantly reaching out to them. Uh, we get inspiration from others as well. Like we'll, um, you know, watch social media. And if something has worked really good for another community, we might try it and put a little bell to bluff spin on it. So we're always open to collaborate. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just all about always thinking outside of the box. But mm-hmm. That's how we like to approach it. Uh, so we're always trying to come up with the most creative thing to do, the most you know unique way to handle this situation. So we, um, you know, are really excited about what we've been able to do. Yeah, and that is awesome. So for you all, um, as you kind of think about what is next for resident experience, what are some of the trends that you see? Like what uh, can properties be installed in store for, or what is going to happen in the next like, year, two years, five years to really make the resident experience even better? Yeah. So I think, um, you know, some of the things that have, you know, already happened is, uh, you know, everything getting more uh, digital and virtual, uh, that gives you the opportunity to get really creative mm-hmm. and try to come up with things outside of the box, whether it's, you know, marketing for leasing purposes or either, uh, you know, customer service when it comes to the current residents. So we've had to come up with creative ways to be virtually engaged with the residents. Um, for instance, another thing that we did that I want to chat about uh, that we found has been very successful. Uh, we started doing like parades. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where we just get on our golf carts because we have about four or five golf carts and we just go around parade style so they can socially distance uh, from, you know, the apartment homes or sidewalks and we're tossing candy, gifts or, you know, other things like that to them. And, and those have been really successful. People love parades. So that just ended up working out really good for us. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's just things like that. I think we got to start thinking outside of the box uh, and be more forward thinking. Uh, think about ways that we can meet people where they are, because right now we're all dealing with a situation. And mm-hmm. um, we've had to, uh, you know, change the way that we approach residents and events. And, and um, we've been able to come up with some really cool ideas. Like I was saying, the parade and then. Uh, even when we were getting ready to, you know, open the fitness center and the pool, mm-hmm. we were able to uh, make that available through reservations uh, for a day. And then, of course, the next day we were able to open up uh, a yeah. more freely. 
So, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, thinking about ways that you can, um, you know, be there for the residents pretty much because they expect you to be there for them. Yeah. And then uh, kind of going back to the point on taking outside the box for events and the parade, uh, what have been some of those events where the success has just been amazing? So those ones where it's hitting like the hundred plus people, uh, what have been some of those? Yeah. So honestly, our bigger events are uh, when we have parties uh, with lots of booths, like they like to drink. And uh, for instance, we had a we had a Halloween party where they were able to get in costumes, and you know we had a costume contest. We also had a spooky door contest. Yeah. So just you know, not only having a main event, but also branching off and having other little things that go along with it. Because you know, a party everybody might not be engaged by that but when you yeah. also add in you know the spooky door decorating contest and then the costume contest there's some people that you know may not want to party but they do want to put on a costume and mm-hmm. you know, be a part of that because they might be into fashion or you might have somebody that's into decor and they may not yeah. want to party or even put on a costume but they do want to decorate their door and be engaged so it's just, you know, not only having those main events where you uh, get most of the people, but also having little things that branch out from those main events so you can reach more people. Yeah. But that's where we have the most uh, attendance. Whenever we have a party, because uh, we always have a DJ and uh, food and drinks and, uh, you know, the whole nine yards. So we always have more than 100. We had one where it was over 200. That was a oh, wow. pool party that we had when we opened the pool for the first time. And the Halloween party uh, got pretty close to that as well. But, um, you know, we, we've noticed a lot of turnout whenever we have a party. But then I think it's also because we also implement other small events with the main events. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And then, um, so for you, like, what's next? Uh, what does, what do things look like for you in the next year to the next, like, five years? What's, like, you know, some of your long-term goals? Yeah, so for me, it's all about growth, growth, growth. Like, that's all that I focus on. Like, I try to work hard in order to be better, do better, and uh, get better, to be honest. So yeah. I'm always uh, thinking about ways that I can grow and ways that I can uh, contribute to the growth of the overall community. So not just personal growth, but the community growing as well. So, um, you know, that's what it boils down to for me, just doing everything I can, uh, being creative, thinking outside of the box and, um, you know, just giving it my all and everything will always work out. I have, um, you know, obviously from here, um, you know, I look forward to, being able to start another property from the ground up where I'm the manager. So that's another goal that I have. Mm-hmm. And um, that's probably the next goal, but the sky's the limit. So. Nice. So when you kind of think back on the things that have made the biggest difference in your growth, uh, what have been those things? So looking at someone that is looking to get into the industry or someone that is a leasing consultant. What are some of those things that have really been helpful to move up to management? So where, what things should they be aware of or keep in mind? I would say uh, the most important thing is just to always keep a positive attitude and think positive because that um, translates uh, into what actually happens. So uh, that's the first and foremost thing that I would recommend. And also just always be thinking about ways to 
do more to go above and beyond uh, because, you know, the bare minimum is not enough if you think about growth. So just always thinking about ways to stand out and, uh, you know, make yourself known. But most of all, just have the right mindset, a, a positive outlook on, on things and life. Awesome. Wise words. Author, it was awesome to have you on the podcast. I think um, everyone's going to learn a lot from this, especially really how do you do events that just like sell out? And that's, I think, the thing yeah. that's amazing about how you all do your events. Um, so definitely yeah. happy to have the podcast. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you grow even more. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah.